When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Here we are in the month of December, but we uh, still have a few weeks left. Again, for those that have not put together their plans and goals for 2021, there's still time. Again, you can reach out to us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We'd be more than happy to work with you, whether if it's your goals and plans specifically on the individual basis or for your business or both. Let us know. We'd be happy to kind of help you break them down more specifically so that you can begin to really see each day, each week, each month, and each quarter how these can come to fruition. And we promise you, if you're willing to embrace the process that we can help you with, that these will come true. With that being said, our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also helping to create interdependent family structures free from limited beliefs. You can check them out at Empowered Fathers in Action at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Again, check out how you can get involved if this is something that you you might need help yourself or if you'd like to donate feel free to uh, reach out to them. And again, a great organization doing great things to create uh, more interdependency, uh, free from dysfunction at the family level. Uh, Again, efamovement.org. If you're new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel. Again, you could also find us on iTunes and Spotify. And of course, our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. There you can listen to many of our great guests that we've had on over the years where you could tap into any of the information that will allow you to help scale your personal life and business to the next level. Again, check us out at Sustainable Success 2017 as well on Facebook. So today's show, we're going to be talking about re-engineering fashion. That's it, re-engineering fashion. And our guest today is Jonathan Mark Stein. And before I introduce Jonathan, Jonathan is an emerging uh, is an emerging influential fashion designer with a fresh inspirational style. His garments make a bold statement incorporating quality with class and a splash of edge. Uh, Jonathan's designs quality clothes and accessories for both men and women. Now he's 25 years old, originally from Cincinnati, Ohio with a, a mechanical engineering degree and discovered his passion for fashion early in life. By 18 years of age, he set out on a quest to produce an internationally known brand as he pursued his vision for men and women's fashion. In a short time, this self-taught designer with a determined attitude had already made his mark in the fashion industry. Now, I could keep going on and on about Jonathan, but just to kind of give you a, 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 a brief, additional brief background, he has presented his debut collection in 2017 in Los Angeles, California. Since then, he designs and has graced the runway at New York in Los Angeles Fashion Weeks, Arab Fashion Week in Dubai, and various regional charity fashion events. His fashion pieces have been proudly worn by notable celebrities, including the iconic music group In Vogue, Laura Murano, Gretchen Rossi, Mackenzie Ziegler, Holly Robinson-Pete, and Jalen Barron, to name a few. His designs have been featured in Cosmopolitan, Les Officiel, and Marie Claire magazines, and have appeared on the covers of Runway, Avante, and L.A travel. So again, I can keep going on and on about Jonathan, but without further ado, we welcome him to the show. Jonathan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Great. It's a pleasure to have you. And uh, yeah, so, you know, you know, we are, you know, living in some interesting times here and obviously, you know, fashion has always been, you know, a thing uh, that's been important to people and, you know, when you talk about re-engineering fashion, I would like to kind of talk about, you know, what, you know, what that concept is and where you see fashion moving towards, especially now in this COVID world that we're living in moving forward. 
Yeah. So, I mean, re-engineering fashion, I mean, I went to school for engineering, which, you know, people don't always see as mixing with fashion, but I feel that it's always helped me because engineering is essentially design and structure, which fashion is the same, you know, has to stay on the body. So I've always, you know, taken what I've seen on the runway and tried to create my own brand, tried to create a new design aspect that nobody else has, which is, you know, essentially the hardest part about the industry is coming up with something new, something different. Um, and, you know, with everything going on, it's, it's definitely hit our industry very hard. I mean, because fashion is such a social industry, it's hard to, you know, have events. It's hard to have pop-up shows. It's hard to do things. But I honestly think that, you know, people have tried to do virtual fashion, but I don't see it going nearly as far as people think it could because, you know, fashion is social. Fashion is has to be done with people there. So I'm hoping yeah. that eventually it'll go back to somewhat normal, you know, because shows are honestly one of my favorite parts about the industry. Yeah, no question about it. Just something about, you know, seeing that, you know, that, that fashion on someone, you know, in this case, a model. And obviously you, there's that connection that you can get, you know, get, you know, more of that feel about it when you see somebody, you know, wearing it, that's right in front of you. And of course, you know, talking with people that are behind it, uh, other than just virtually seeing it like on a computer or TV and so on. So talk about a little bit about when, you know, what you saw, you know, getting into this business, you know, what you saw was a void and what you were looking to, you know, fill with, you know, you know, when, when it comes to reengineering fashion. Uh, I mean, yeah, so I started my brand when I was still in college, so I didn't necessarily know exactly what I was doing. Um, so it's definitely been a lot of teaching myself. It's been a lot of experimenting, a lot of networking. Um, so I, you know, I saw all these designers who had their own style, their own brand, and um, so many designer stuff are so alike because, I mean, essentially that's how trends are created is that, all these designers have similar things on the runway and I always wanted to stand out. I always wanted my stuff to be set apart, something that people would look on the street and say, Oh my God, that's a Jonathan Mark Stein. So that's essentially what I set out to do is to create a brand that's so unique, so different that people can recognize it. They can feel confident. I mean, that's one of my main aspects is that I want my clients to feel confident. I want them to feel good. I want them to not only see it as clothing, but also a work of art. Mm. I like that way you talked about, you know, and I want to get to that one level of branding here later, because I think that's important. But when you talk about it's more than just the attire, the clothes, it's, 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 a, it's an experience. It's a feeling that you want to inspire, you know, men and women to feel more confident. And, and so to explain a little bit about like the, you know, your concept of fashion, like, you know, what would that be? Would this be for more general wear? Would it be for more, you know, business situations, uh, casual? What would that be? And then, you know, how that would play a part in raising your comics. I think that is so important because that lends to me to another question I w- want to ask you after. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially with any luxury brand such as myself, uh, there are multiple aspects of your brand. There's the stuff that you see in the store, which is called Pret-a-Porter, which is like ready to wear. You see that staff, you see that Neiman Marcus, uh, this stuff you can wear to work. You can wear to a casual function. You can wear pretty much anywhere. You could wear it just daily on the street, wherever you go. But then I also have my couture level, which is, you know, the custom stuff, the stuff I put hundreds of hours into that are for, celebrity red carpets or for events or movie premieres or anything of that. So I've always tried to create every level possible so I can reach a more broad audience. I can reach, you know, the custom celebrity clients. I can reach the everyday clients. And then I'm also working on a diffusion brand that you could see uh, even cheaper at like regular department stores or even, you know, um, reduced price retailers. So, um, yeah, essentially so. Wow. And what, and like, and, and you, when you talk about, like I said, you know, you, when you customize these and it has that feel, 
Is it something that, you know, when people put your, your clothes on it, just something that, you know, maybe plays to their strengths and, and their personality, so to speak, you know, that helps to maybe make them feel good about themselves, depending upon whatever level that, that you just described and, you know, what they're, you know, what type of a line they're wearing, you know, for whatever particular situation. I mean, uh, with the stuff that is mass produced, I always want to create a silhouette that can make any body type feel good. I mean, you know, if you're slightly bigger, if you're smaller, if you have a skinnier waist, but like larger hips, you know, everybody is so different the way they're shaped, the way they're built. So I try to create a body type of silhouette that can be reached among many different people because we are all different. Um, and especially like with my high end stuff, you know, or with my celebrity clients, I always research hours and hours before I even meet with them to like, you know, see what they like to see, uh, the traditional pieces that they wear, the colors that they like. And then when I meet with them in person, you know, I get a feeling for, you know, how, how do they want to feel? How do they want to act? Do they want to, uh, you know, be bad or do they want to be like, simple where you know it's just like a plain black dress or do they want to go over the top you know i try to create not only you know a moment for them but a whole experience because you know like when you're on the red carpet you can tell when the celebrity you know is confident in what they're wearing or you know if they're just wearing something because it's name brand so i want to create that whole experience that not only encompasses who they are but you know who they want to be yeah, that's that's definitely interesting. And in terms of like, you know, when you go, you know, like, you know, like I said, you have your more mainstream and then you have your custom, you know, what are some of the important things like, you know, when you look at the, you know, depending upon what uh, line, you know, style that you're looking at, is there like different types of material that you look at or is there, or like or is that I guess it could be, you know, across the board and so on? Yeah, it it really all depends, you know, um you know, with, when I research a person, when I, you know, see their body type, I always, you know, create fabrics that emphasize or, you know, help elevate how they look or how they feel, you know, if they want something more relaxing, I use, you know, more of a stretch fabric or if, you know, they want to hide a certain aspect of their body that they don't feel confident about, you know, I add something flowy in that area or, you know, they're feeling you know, some type of way that they're, you know, want to create a moment or create an experience for somebody else. You know, I use leather or something more structured. So I always take into account what materials I use, you know, what colors I use to not only make them feel more confident, but to emphasize certain features of their bodies that they love most about themselves. Wow, that's great. I, I like the fact that, again, you take into account, you know, you know, what makes them feel comfortable, but also, again, when you talked about, you know, about, you know, what's going to help them make them feel good, you know, and not just that it wears right on them, but, you know, that what that feeling that it gives them and how that really elevates, you know, their, that how they look at themselves, depending upon whatever situation that they're, they're wearing your clothes, you know, for, for at that time. And I think that's so important. Uh, when it comes to this. So in terms of like, you know, when, you know, when you, when you go to like work with people, do you find yourself that you're working with, you know, can even split of men and women, or is it kind of more women over men? Is it more men over women? What do you find that, you know, with your, with across the board, the types of people you work mostly with? Uh, I definitely work mostly with women. I think women are more adventurous in what they wear they're more willing to take a risk they're more willing to you know emphasize parts of their body but like uh what i've experienced most is that you know men they're extremely fun to dress for red carpets they're extremely fun to work with but usually they stick to something more simple like a tuck uh structured suit versus you know like a like gowns you see across the board you know they could be high they could be low they could be flowy they could be structured. There, there's so many more options, I think, with women than there are with men. But I have been seeing, you know, a lot more on red carpets for, uh, you know, for uh, performances on TV or concerts that men are starting to more experiment with their uh, fashion choices, which is, you know, great to see because 
you know, it's hard to, you know, distress women because I do love doing both. No, I agree. I mean, I, you know, like if you, you know, there could be some guys that, you know, maybe they have big arms, right. And, you know, but their, but their chest, their, their midsection is average, you know, so like if, you know, a typical shirt or pants or whatever jacket, you know, from a a department store or something they buy online may not fit, you know, just because of, of a certain body part. You know, in this case, let's say arms, you know, uh, if you have bigger arms, they may not just it may not fit right, even though it may fit up right elsewhere. So and then if you get a bigger size, then obviously that that doesn't work. So why that's why, you know, you're you uh, where the custom side comes in, it works so well. We have about, you know, about 40 seconds to the break. And so I want to break into a couple of things when we get back. But anything closing out that you could suggest you know, uh, for people listening, you know, why to take fashion, you know, you know, why, why should they put fashion as an important priority for themselves? Yeah. I mean, it's so difficult for men because, you know, they are completely different sizes. They're bigger on the top versus the bottom. And it's the complete opposite for women because, you know, especially with fittings, uh, you know, people constantly change sizes between fittings. They, uh, um, constantly, you know, change weight, change size. So it's definitely great to have fittings because they allow uh, more customization. They allow more, you know, wearability. Well, that's great. Well, we got more to come here with Jonathan Mark Stein, re-engineering fashion. We're going to have more to come. So we got to go to break, but we'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, we're here with Jonathan Mark Stein. He is a fashion designer. Again, we're we're talking about re-engineering fashion. So, Jonathan, we had talked about a little bit about, you know, the different lines of uh, fashion that you're involved in uh, with both men and women. And we talked about the importance of helping people to feel more confident in terms of the, you know, the type of fashion that they wear, depending upon what situation they they need it for. That leads to branding. And I know you've, you know, you've created a great brand with what you're doing Talk about the importance. I like to talk about the importance of branding first, and then I like to kind of lead in with with the clothes, the fashion that you provide to others and the, through your brand, how that can help people themselves create their brands, depending upon the types of people that you've worked with. This case could be celebrities. So if we could talk about the importance of branding, why that is so important, especially, you know, even in today's world, you know, COVID world. I mean, you know, branding is essentially one of the biggest aspects of fashion in general. I mean, you know, like, especially with like Gucci or Dolce & Gabbana or Prada, like the name has become eponymous with, 
you know, luxury, with, you know, confidence, with beautiful things, with art. And, you know, especially with my brand, you know, I, you know, I grinded so much, you know, I networked with so many people. I, you know, did so many free projects with everybody, with uh, photographers, with everybody, so that I could, you know, create that namesake, uh, something that somebody will recognize. And, you know, I've only been doing it for about three years now. And it's great to see that I've influenced so many people. I've, you know, dressed so many big people that people recognize. And I think that it's very important to do all of these small things that lead up to, you know, creating something so big, um, with, you know, the people I've worked with, you know, with networking, with, you know, having shows, because not only do I think that, you know, my brand name is, you know, a brand in itself, but it's also an extension of myself as well. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, in today's world, you know, branding is so, so important. I mean, overall, you know, talk about like, you know, where, you know, how your clothes you know, your fashions that, you know, depend upon, you know, whatever style you want to, you know, go into can, you know, also play a role like you, you know, cause again, you help people to, you know, feel confident in themselves and that plays an important role in building a brand individually, whether if you could talk about maybe, I don't know if you want to use an example or if you, you know, if you're a type of person that, you know, you've, you know, that's building a brand, but you know, they're, they're wearing your clothes, your clothes. Uh, you mean like, uh, how my clothes affect other people or how, yeah, how they know, affect how other people brand. in terms of them building a brand. Yeah. In this case, they're building a brand for themselves, but yet they, you know, they, they, they see the value in your, in your fashion and, you know, use that in a variety of different situations, depending upon how they present themselves. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I've dress some clients when they're releasing, you know, a makeup line or they're, you know, releasing an accessory line. And I think that having something beautiful or having something that you feel good in can affect, you know, how the delivery of that brand is established. You know, like if uh, Kim Kardashian's releasing a makeup line and, you know, she's wearing this beautiful gown it not only emphasizes, you know, her as a person, but it emphasizes that her product in itself is luxurious. Her product in itself is amazing, you know, and her as herself, you know, it's such a recognizable brand because of who she is and how much work she's done to establish that brand. And I think, you know, like when I, uh, one of my huge clients, Mackenzie Ziegler, you know, she was releasing a makeup line or she was releasing a clothing line. And I created this garment that not only made her feel good, but it helped, you know, elevate her brand, her album art, her, whatever she may be releasing at that time, it helps not only her, but it helps me as well because something so positive on her end affects me or something that she's wearing can, you know, affect how people feel about the product she's trying to sell. Mm, that's great. And what, like, what would you say from your branding standpoint with, you know, you say you're three years in, you know, what is the, what is, the, what does your brand aspire to do overall i mean when you think about the bigger picture you know so it can kind of provide some encouragement for our our listeners that are looking to develop their brands and whatever that means to them in their businesses what would you say that you know your brand aspires to do long term i mean i think i have the same goal as any other luxurious brand is you know to create a name to create a household product that so many people are affected by something that they can feel good and they can feel confident in but also you know, have something that is influential. You know, you wear a Jonathan Markstein dress, you feel good. I want them to become synonymous with each other. But, you know, there is also like the long-term business goal of, you know, I want to have something successful. I want to have something that I can pass down to my children that they love to do because I've always not thought of it as work because I love what I do. It's become, you know, just more of my lifestyle. Mm. That's an interesting point that I, matter of fact, you, you, I was going to ask you that question and you kind of list, set it up to be perfect to lead right into it. You know, you, you, you told us early on and it was even in your bio and we talked about like how you, 
you know, you, you've always had this, you knew this even, you know, in high school, in college, you had this in you and, and it, to you, it's not work. It's, it's part of your life. You know, talk about the importance of that and why that is so important to build uh, not only a, a memorable brand, but also to help make a difference in the, in the, in the field, in this case, the industry that you serve. I mean, especially because I love what I do. I've never seen it as work because I enjoy it. I want to be able to create that happiness that can be passed down to anybody. It can be passed down to my clients. And, you know, creating this brand, you know, took so much out of me. It took so much time. And I, you know, I appreciate all the hard work I did, everything that went into it. And I I always want to help out other people. Like, um, I've helped teach, you know, underprivileged kids, you know, the importance of fashion, you know, uh, especially because it's a creative part of the industry. It's definitely something hard to, you know, put all that work in without feeling like it's your baby. You're creating something not only for yourself, but then you have to give it away to somebody to, you know, pass on that feeling. Yeah. I think that's great. You know, again, it, it's, it's leaving a legacy. It's not that if, you know, some, let's say one of your children or someone close to you, someone you've done, you know, it's not that, that somebody has to do the same thing, but they could be inspired to do something that's true to them. You know, talk about like, you know, I'm a, we're a big advocate here on sustainable success about values. When we talk about values, we're not talking religion or politics at all here. We're talking you know, talking about things that really represent why we do what we do, that purpose. It could be like integrity, honesty, that type of thing. You know, talk about what were the values that really define you and drive you to do what you do and why you do what you do each day in this in this industry. You know, I think the biggest thing is that I want to make a difference. I want, you know, to spread that honesty, I think is a good word because, you know, especially in the fashion industry, it's such a backstabbing industry where, you know, everybody attacks each other. Everybody steals from each other. Um, and I've always wanted to create a brand that, you know, is its own, you know, because it's such a backstabbing industry where so many people attack each other and so many people steal ideas from each other. That honesty is such a great word because I want to spread those values. I want people to not recognize it as, you know, such an industry where it's associated with not just luxury, but also, you know, with that feeling that everybody steals, everybody attacks each other. And I want to create a brand that, you know, is just made to make people feel confident, make people feel good and not just, you know, be a clout symbol that people wear to, you know, express like, Hey, I'm wearing something expensive versus, Hey, I'm part of, I'm part of this thing that Jonathan created to, you know, help spread awareness, help promote charity, help promote anything regarding that because, you know, fashion is associated with clout. You know, if somebody has a Louis Vuitton bag, somebody has the Supreme shirt, they're wearing it solely for the brand name, solely for, you know, that symbol versus everything associated with the brand and all the good that they're trying to do. Wow, that's great. And I and I love what you just said. Again, you know, how values, because, you know, values to me is something sustainable, something that people connect with, you know, subconsciously. And and again, it's more than just, you know, what you provide. It's it's why you do what you do. You know, that people like you, they like what the brand represents. It's, you know, more than just the clothes on their back. It's It's something that defines who they are and and, you know, brings out their best, you know, and a lot of times, again, that can tie back to what values are. I think that's so important. What are some of the other things, like when you look at your, your company and you look at, you know, you're, you're in the fashion industry business, you design clothes, custom, and then, you know, some mainstream clothes for men and women. What are some other things that you see, you know, you, you know in the future for you know, your business as it evolves, is it all going to be, you know, in on along the lines of fashion? Will there be other things that may evolve around that? I mean, yeah, I've never wanted to, you know, just focus on clothing. I've always wanted to, you know, expand my brand and 
you know, include beauty lines and accessories like purses, bags, shoes, all the above, because I want to create something that is memorable. But, you know, I, I always want to diversify what I'm doing. Like, um, I want to eventually, you know, open up a charity for underprivileged kids who are, you know, looking to be part of fashion because I have also been a part of somebody who's been influenced by the industry, somebody who sees it not only as, you know, a lifestyle, but it's also a way of life, you know, because it helps you express yourself without having to say a word. Um, And I have worked with so many underprivileged kids who feel the same way. And they not only want to create a brand, they want to create a difference. They want to, you know, recognize and help diversify the industry because when it started, you know, it was a standalone white, skinny, female, blonde, but now 50 years later, it's evolved into everybody can do it. Everybody can wear beautiful clothes. Everybody can feel confident in their own skin, no matter what they look like. Yeah, no, I think that's so great, you know, and, you know, giving back is so important. You know, I, we're, 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 we're big proponents here of, of a, a statement called give without expectation, receive without resistance. So we, you know, we can give without any expectation, but yet we can receive without resistance, you know, allowing our brand and our business to grow as we give that value, whether if it's direct or indirect uh, to what you just described. I just wanted to ask, you know, you know, in terms of anyone that's listening that might be a you know might be in the fashion industry or looking to get into the fashion industry what would be some of the things you would recommend briefly to them what they should look at you know if they're considering a a career whether working in the industry or you know starting you know their own brand uh you know especially like i said before it is such a hard backstabbing industry that I I mean, I was completely shy. I was, you know, reserved, but I've had to, you know, grow that backbone that, you know, people are going to say everything. People are going to talk bad things about you, but I've had to grow a backbone. I've had to learn, you know, to let things go over my head to just let them slide because especially working with celebrities, you know, you say the wrong thing. You could be blacklisted. You could be blackballed. You could be shoved out of the industry based on one thing you didn't mean to say. Um, and then another thing is networking. I mean, 80% of the jobs that I've gotten, 80% of the celebrity clients I've gotten has been from grinding, have been from nonstop messaging, emailing, uh, at parties, you know, talking to somebody you wouldn't feel normally confident in talking to. Um, so those are probably the biggest aspects that I had to learn the hard way that are extremely important when creating a brand within the fashion industry. Um, And also, you know, avoiding people talking bad things about you because um, people are going to say so many things. People are going to tell you your clothes are ugly. People are going to tell you, you know, that's not the way to do it. You should do it this way. But I think because Mm. it's a creative industry and there is no right way to do things that you should just be confident and express yourself however you feel because taking that big risk could eventually lead you to creating a worldwide known brand. No, that's so true. And that was so well put, uh, Jonathan, that is so true that I can agree that, you know, that you stay true to, you know, who you are, why you do what you do, that you commit to, you know, the brand and the style that you, that you feel works and based upon feedback from your clientele and, you're not out there to compare yourself to others. You're there to, you know, just follow through and what what is true to you. So that was so well well put, and I can't agree with you more. So with that being said, we got more to come here with Jonathan Mark Stein, and we're talking about re-engineering fashion. If you just joined us, again, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today here at the Voice America Influencers Channel, and we will be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. 
Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization. Again, helping families to create independent family structures free from limited beliefs. You can check them out and all they do at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Again, we're here with Jonathan Mark Stein, a fashion designer talking about re-engineering fashion. So, Jonathan, we had talked a little bit about, you know, branding and, you know, the kind of the why behind what we do and what you do in this business and, and how you've built a brand based upon values and, and really giving more than just clothes in fashion to people, but more of an experience. Let's talk about, you know, some of the things that you, you know, you, you kind of alluded to, but we can get more into length about how you cultivated these relationships and really began to build your brand through those connections. Talk a little bit about that process more. And maybe if you'd like to share some, you know, ex, you know, personal experiences that would be great and enlightening to the off uh, to the audience. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of my biggest clients, Laura Morano, I just happened to meet her at a party and, you know, I, you know, I do do that thing where like I allude to, you know, hey, like I'm a fashion designer. And then, you know, eventually they'll want to see like, oh, you do that? Can I see some pictures? So, you know, just by stepping out of my comfort zone and by talking to this person that, you know, influenced me growing up or I saw them on a movie, it was definitely, you know, nerve wracking, of course, because, you know, meeting somebody who is that influential, that famous. Um, and by stepping out of my comfort zone, I was able to grab her as a client, which, you know, changed my life because, uh, especially with Laura Murano, she was the first big person I ever dressed. And because of that, uh, cause I dressed her for an Emmy party, she ended up getting best dress list, which, you know, changed my whole brand. I started, you know, getting more clients, getting more inquiries, uh, meeting with stylists. Um, and you know, I have had some bad experiences. I can't exactly name names, but I was dressing uh, a huge client for the MTV awards. Uh, and you know, they, I acquired that job the same way, uh, by stepping out of my comfort zone, but you know, they do say you shouldn't always meet your idols cause they're not what you expect. And I had to spend two hours outside of the fitting. I wasn't allowed in the room with her. I wasn't allowed to touch the dress. So, you know, there are those differences between big people, you know, the ones that are more professional, the ones that are nicer. And then there's the ones who treat you like garbage. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a great point that, you know, you're in an industry where obviously that, you know, that's, that's quite common and, you know, we're not here to name names, so we won't, you know, we're not, we won't be doing that, but, but, but nonetheless, like, what do you do in those situations? I guess that comes back down to values again, you know, what, what you had talked about being honest and so on. So what, what would, what would you, you know, what did you do in that situation and what would you recommend others do? And again, it's always going to be up to the person, of course, but, but you know, that you would encourage people to kind of look at to decide for themselves, like when in a difficult type of industry like this, where, 
you know, people can be not professional or they can judge, judge you or, you know, be difficult to deal with. I mean, it's, it's very hard to say. I mean, especially in this industry, I did touch on that, you know, it's very easy to be blackballed, to be shut out from the industry. So I've always tried to keep it to a point where, you know, no matter how they treat me, I come back with professionalism. I come back with respect. I say, you know, like, you know, you may not like what I'm doing, but let's figure out a way to make you be happy, to come up with something that we're both happy with. Um, so it's definitely a fine line between keeping your mouth shut and, you know, standing your ground the same way. And I found that, you know, taking the high road, it may not be, you know, the best for me, but it's allowed me to do repeat business with them, which is extremely important because uh, when a celebrity attaches their name to your brand, it not only helps you, um, it helps them, it helps you to, you know, reach outwards and expand the brand. And it also allows them to, you know, grace the red carpet and end up getting best dressed. So I think that, yes, it's important to be honest with these people, but it's also important to, you know, know when too much is too much. That makes sense. Yeah. You got it. I guess you get, there's some point you got to draw the line, you know, you, you know, because sometimes we can fall into that trap of pleasing and enabling, and then we really put ourselves into dip, more difficult situations that really challenge our, you know, uh, you know, th- you know that are we are we putting ourselves in the line of fire, and you know, and are we selling ourselves short, you know, by taking this for the sake of keeping business, you know, there that I guess at some point we have to you know where to draw the line and put boundaries up. So I guess that that is a this is a test a lot of times for you in these situations and you know again you know trying to just be neutral and and just be professional and do the right thing you know to the best of your ability. What would you recommend someone that is looking at this industry or maybe a, a, another industry but again dealing with could be dealing with the, you know difficult people uh you know people that may be overly critical and and so on what would you recommend some people can do to prepare themselves or what type of person that you you know that not that you become that person if you're not that person but but if if it is who you are like what you could do to you know to make this you know make this situation or you know make yourself more relatable in the industry yeah i think you know professionalism professionalism is the most important part regardless of who you're talking to i think it's very important that you keep that distance from the client, that you understand that they have this enormous power that, you know, you say the wrong thing, you could, it could go wrong. Or, you know, I think it's important to stay kind, to stay professional because you never know who they know, who they're going to talk to, who they're going to say, you know, how the experience was. And in that effect, you could end up losing a future job or you could end up gaining a future job. Um, but I have also found that sometimes it's extremely important to walk away, no matter how big the project is, no matter how big the client is, because there, at some point it becomes toxic towards you. Like I have had a few meltdowns when I'm, you know, debating whether I should work with this person who is extremely hard to work with or extremely hateful. Um, but you know, the effect could be huge. You know, I could dress them for a huge red carpet and it could change my career, but I have had to turn down a few big jobs because of, you know, the ideals of the person of, you know, some bad press they got. So it's important to know when you should quit. Mm, That's true. Getting back to those values that you talked about, which again, you know, that, that is big, you know, so important for any brand, you know, if you're, you built your brand about from integrity, doing the right thing, being honest and serving people, putting people first. And then and then you support uh, uh, another brand or someone that, you know, that has done something that, you know, is not, you know, not good or, you know, is looked down upon. You know, again, you don't you don't want that association. So totally, totally understand with that. So like, what would you recommend? Like, you know, you know, if somebody were, you know, what would be the best way? I know you mentioned about what, 
you know, some of the things to do to get into the industry, but what would be, uh, you know, some ways that, you know, if people don't have their own product in you know, a line at this point, but they want to get into the industry, what would, what would you recommend would be the first step that they take? Reaching out to somebody who is in the industry and, you know, asking questions, you know, I've always, I, I especially like, if I don't know how to do something, I end up talking to somebody who's in the industry, who knows more than I do, who has more experience than I do. And I think that it's extremely important to, you know, not be too prideful. And if you don't know how to do something, uh, just ask. I mean, there are so many people, when I uh, headed this panel for a fashion college, that some of these people were too afraid to ask on the actual panel, you know, like, how do I do this? I don't know where to start. Um, so I got like a hundred messages the next day, like all these questions, like I'm looking to get into this industry, you know, where do I start? Because that is probably the hardest part is, you know, starting in this industry because it is very hard to get into. Um, so I always, you know, answer their questions, you know, to the best of my ability, uh, try to guide them because I didn't have that. I didn't have anybody to, you know, ask, how do I do this? So I think that by having these people who don't know how to start, it actually helps me too, because I wasn't, I was never in their position and um, they were able to learn more than I was. And I was able to help them achieve whatever they were looking for. No, great point. Great point. Well, this is great. I mean, you shared some great information about, you know, you know, the fashion industry and, so what are some of the things that are up and coming for you right now? Like where, what are some things, you know, now that we're, you know, we're still in COVID and, you know, there, you know, things could break for next year. What are some things that you're looking to, to kind of, you know, uh, get back out there and some other new ideas? Maybe, I don't know if you can share that yet, but anything that you can feel free that you're working on right now. Uh, so I was supposed to show my latest collection back in March. Um, so the first thing on my list is, you know, figuring out how I can do a show. When's the best time? Do I go virtual or do I just, you know, wait until the world's prepared for a regular show, which, you know, is preferable. Um, so my new collection is completely ready. It's just, you know, waiting to see when I can show it. Um, I have been working on some huge projects lately. Um, probably the biggest client I've ever had. Uh, for her upcoming release of her new product. So I am creating this custom suit, a custom hat, a custom belt, something I've never done. Um, it's a clear suit, which is super cool. Um, so I've, it's probably the first time I've ever stepped out of my comfort zone in this big of a way. So I'm really excited to, you know, release it and share it because I think it's going to be huge. Um, I also am in the works with a celebrity collaboration with somebody that people will definitely recognize, which is huge for me because it's probably my first collaboration that could bring me places. So I'm really happy for that. Um, and yeah, I've just been working and waiting for red carpets to open because I have, this is probably the most amount of A-list clients I've ever had that are super interested in my brand. And, you know, they're just waiting for a time and a place to wear my stuff. So, you know, as soon as the world's back and safe, um, it's probably going to be my biggest year yet. Wow. And do you see yourself like, I mean, you know, uh, that being here in Los Angeles, anywhere, you know, New York, or could that be, you know, elsewhere, anywhere in the world? Um, just to- all these projects are currently in L.A. I'm definitely planning to have my show be in L.A. I think L.A. is one of the best places for fashion because not only do you get those, you know, those big names to your shows, it's the best place for press. Uh, yeah. 80% of, you know, celebrities live in Los Angeles. So I think having, you know, them come to the show and be in person is much better. Cause you know, I, you know, as much as I do that seeing something in person is definitely better than seeing it in on a picture. Cause if you go to the store, you can try it on. You can see what it looks like, but if it's just on the internet, it's hard to, you know, tell how it's going to look. So I mm-hmm. always love having my events here because it gives you like yep. the inside perspective of how it's going to turn out. Yep. 
Wow, that's fabulous. Fabulous. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your schedule today to be with us. You shared some valuable insight about the industry, the importance of branding and values, not only in the fashion industry, but you know any business, you know whatever that means to you, the people that are listening. How can people get in touch with you? What what is what are you you know what are some things that you can you know provide to them? Any last minute things? We have about a, less than a minute and a half before the close of the show. If you'd like to share that with them, I mean my clothes are available online. My clothes. I also have a showroom in Los Angeles and one in Dubai. Um, but you know, if anybody has any questions, I always answer my messages. I always answer my emails, uh, whatever that may be, whatever you want to know. I usually personally answer everything. So let me know. All right. Great. Well, we, we highly encourage everyone here listening. If you have an interest in, uh, fashion looking, you know, if, uh, with Jonathan Mark Stein's Various different clothing lines, feel free to reach out to him. Again, uh, his contact information will also be available here at the Voice America Influencers channel under the Sustainable Success Show if you need to refer back. And again, for those that joined us halfway in, you can listen to the show anytime in its entirety here at the Voice America Influencers channel, also on Spotify and iTunes, and of course, again, our Facebook page at Sustainable Success. 2017. Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017. Thank you again, Jonathan, uh, for joining us. We wish you the best uh, going moving forward in this industry and uh, so happy to have you here today. And again, guests, we appreciate you each and every week joining us the Sustainable Success way. Uh, the show would not be where it is today if it wasn't for you. And we will continue to bring in guests like Jonathan in to share their passion, their purpose, their insights, processes, systems, to help scale your personal life and business to the next level. Till then, we'll see you next Thursday and enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.